Hi, I'm Josh Earl. I'm a self-taught programmer, writer, and entrepreneur, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. listening to another episode of the app guy podcast it's me your host i'm paul kemp and uh, it's really a, a, a very special uh, episode this time because i've um, taken this podcast on a, a long journey and i've been fully involved in in making sure that i'm trying to provide sort of great content for app developers and one of the things i did recently is that i uh, wanted to get you know, a listener on the show, someone who's really in the heart of it, doing app development, starting the journey um, to do some great things. And so uh, with that in mind, I uh, set up a survey and I asked listeners to uh, answer three questions that were pretty tough, actually. Uh, I, I dug in deep and uh, uh, I asked these three questions and um, I've decided to basically uh, take uh, an interview with Julio Vasquez. Julio Vasquez, his name is, and he is a longtime listener of the show and he says he loves the show. And I just, I'm so looking forward to getting into Julio's journey and uh, just understanding his challenges and the things that he aspires to and, and the things he's working on. So Julio, it's a great um, warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Great, thanks. I'm happy to be here. Well, firstly, I'm blown away with the fact that you um, you are an avid listener and you proved yourself with answering those questions. So <laughs> congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. Perhaps Thank you. you can give us um, the Appster Tribe, just a, an introduction into you know what you're getting up to right now in a few minutes. Just tell us uh, what it is that you are doing. Um, I believe you're studying and you're developing apps as well. Yeah, so um, I'm an electrical engineering student at the University of St. Thomas. Um, but what I like to do is I like to develop apps on my own time. Um, ideally, I would like to pay for my university with my app development. Um, right now, I have an app in the Android App Store. It's called Andros 8 Launcher. Um, it's a Windows-style uh, app that pretty much changes your user interface into the Windows desktop interface. Um, and then this summer, I'm going to transition into making some games. So it's a pretty tough market, but... I started making them, and it's just been so fun so far. So I'm going to give it a shot. Sure. Well, that's wonderful to hear. So what inspired you to get involved in app development? Is it people around you? You know, Give us an, a sense of why it is you wanted to start coding and developing an app. Um, well, I've always loved creating. Um, it's why I'm an electrical engineering major, um, and it's why I got into it. When I was a kid, uh, I would play these computer games or the flash games you play online, and I always thought how cool it would be if I could make my own. And that was kind of my first um, exposure to game app development kind of thing. And um, I downloaded this app. It was like a RPG maker thing. And I was playing that, and I made my own game. And it was just so fun. And then in high school, I started um, coding into kind of like the iPhone black market, the Cydia. It's like jailbroken market. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw, that was like my first experience into actually coding into markets. Um, and I made kind of similar thing. I made user interfaces, so I made the Android interface for the iPhone um, and just themes like that. And 
And then in college, I really started to buckle down and started getting into iPhone and uh, Android apps. Well, Julio, there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, firstly, I have to say that in all the episodes, your episode 122 here, you are the first person to talk about the black market, Cydia. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I really want to pick up on that because we had a, a great episode with um, uh, with Mike Michalowicz, who's the New York Times bestselling author, and he advocates doing something differently. And if that means breaking the rules, then break the rules. And we have to adhere, especially with... Um, and uh, with Apple, we have to adhere to their very strict uh, guidelines. And yeah. you know, I've had, I've personally had quite a lot of uh, apps, maybe 20 or so, uh, rejected from the App Store, you know, and I just don't bother kind of following up because it's just too much hassle sometimes. Uh, right. What is it like to develop for the jailbroken market for Cydia? Talk us through that. Um, it was pretty great. I didn't think there was going to be a like a wide variety of users, but... I ended up getting pretty big download numbers for, um, I mean, not anything compared to the App Store, but I got pretty good numbers, and um, it was pretty great. The reason why I got into it, actually, was I was young, and I didn't have a lot of money, and it costed $99 to get into the iOS um, like development, And but for City and for the Jailbroken Market, it's free, so that was a big incentive for me. Yeah, so... In- in terms of download numbers, are you able to give us a ballpark figure of uh, roughly what, what good download numbers are? You know, I don't really remember. It was in, it was like middle school, high school. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. I would get like... Hang on I a mean, minute, what age were you? I was like 12, 13. <sighs> are you telling me that, I mean, when I was 12, I was nowhere near doing stuff like that. Are you developing uh, apps for... yeah. Cydia, the jailbroken market. That's incredible. And I can imagine yeah, even if you wanted an Apple developer account, you probably wouldn't be able to get one because you need a credit card. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so how did you get the software then? Do they, um, I guess, do they enable you to download the uh, the IDE, SDK and all this sort of stuff, you know, to get the the software that you need to develop for Cydia? No, um it's kind of uh, what what it was was it's this app called Dreamboard, and what this app does this is for the jailbroken market. And what this app does is it allows you to change your user interfaces, and then developers can go into this Dreamboard and code. Um, it's like a different language. It's, it's not even Objective C. It was pretty much plist programming, um, and what you're able to do is just go into this Dreamboard and then code in a different language. And then Dreamboard will read that language and then output these themes and and stuff like that. So I didn't get any SDKs or anything like that. Well, that's why I love the jailbroken market in a way. I mean, I did jailbreak a couple of things. And as a user, you know, I, I, I certainly wasn't programming for Cydia, but uh, as a user... Uh, I um, and maybe I did it on an older device and it was just like screwing up my device and I gave up in the end. It was a lot, yeah. a lot of uh, hard work and uh, ended up wiping the um, the device. But I know that it's a big market and I, l- I would love the idea of submitting something that, you know, just does not need approval. Um, which yeah, would be yeah. The holy grail, wouldn't it? Um, you know, two, two, to th- two, two weeks I typically wait for a- apps to go through the Apple uh, review process. Um, wow, yeah. Right, so this is you starting at 12, 13, and then you obviously are gaining a passion there for coding and programming. How did you go about learning this stuff? Um, I really just taught myself. Um, I went online and 
watched YouTube, read books, um, just read stuff, and mostly practice makes per perfect. Practice makes perfect. But after a while, just doing it, I got better, and um, I mean, I really just taught myself in the end. Yeah, because I can imagine that there's there is a lot of the Abster tribe listening to this right now who are in your circumstance where they're probably still at college. Um, you know, you're right that the hurdle of uh, $99 for the Apple uh, account is a big hurdle, and uh, Apple know that. Um, yeah. Ironically, that you know, I can imagine that a big bulk of their 10 million developers are probably um, kids under 18, but. Uh, yeah, just in terms of uh, teaching yourself then, did you get involved in any groups at college or school? Did you kind of get involved in meetups and that? Um, no. Uh, one thing I've actually struggled with is kind of finding other developers around me. Um, I've, I've, everything that I've done, I've done by myself, with myself. And what I'm trying to do now is actually um, expand and, and trying to meet other developers and get involved in those groups and just reach out and let people know that I'm here and and I'm looking for others, so. Yeah, I, I can imagine it is quite challenging, isn't it? Um, because we all yeah. are spread about around the world and just trying to get engaged in a community. It, it takes time and uh, and you find that, especially for me, uh, a lot of my friends in my circle, you know, are not really interested in, you know, JavaScript right. or coding. <laughs> they just, uh, <laughs> yeah. they'll just like say, shut up, Paul, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> and so I guess it is, I mean, have you thought about joining either a mastermind or setting your own mastermind up? You know, I would love to set up my own. Um, I mean, I definitely love to join someone else's to get experience and stuff, but in the end, yeah, I'd love to have my own and um, just lead a team of people and, and create great apps. Yeah, that's the whole holy grail, isn't it? I think, um, yeah. I do think that uh, to the Abster tribe listening, it's, it's very important to kind of be involved in groups because we can try and go off on our own and, and do our own stuff. But to be inspired by a group, whether it's a regular weekly hangout on Google with other developers. Um, I recently came across a really good podcast called uh, Entre Programmers, which is um, where I interviewed a guy called Josh Evans. And uh, he actually records his uh, mastermind group and it gave me the idea to do the same for our mastermind. But uh, yeah, I can imagine it's really important to just be involved with, uh, around and surrounded by like-minded people. Yeah, yeah. So, right. So then you um, you started developing for Android, but you had this idea to do a Windows overlay. How did you get that idea? Yeah, so, um, so being in the university, a lot of people around me had tablets. And uh, I really wanted a, like a Microsoft Surface just because it was really useful for students, um, it was really portable and all that, and I just couldn't afford it. Just like I couldn't afford to get be an Apple developer, so I bought a really cheap Android tablet. And I thought to myself, how cool would it be if I could put Windows 8 on this thing, and then I'd get what I wanted, you know? And that's kind of where it went. I, I looked in the App Store and um, I saw a lot of Windows Mobile, so I knew there was a market for it. Um, and I saw one like desktop version, and it it, it wasn't that great, um, but I knew I could improve on it. So I just took that opportunity, and I decided to create Andros. <laughs> That's brilliant, fantastic. I love the fact that you know it's one of the things I've learned, Julio, from this uh, podcast is to really 
search for some problem that you can see is is uh, in the market and then try and go out and solve it and you had your own problem you wanted a surface tablet and uh, you couldn't afford to buy one so you ended up um, you know doing the app and uh, I thought I think that's a, a really good lesson for us all yeah and uh, so in terms of then uh, you developed the app uh, I, I guess you decided to go for the official uh, Google Play Store this time rather than um, you know I don't even know if there is a jailbroken Google Play is there? Um, no. The, the thing about Android, which is pretty cool, it's, it's pretty unlocked. Um, you can root it, which is equivalent of jailbreaking it. Um, but the features aren't, aren't that special. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's pretty unlocked. So you can, pretty, you can do pretty much anything you can do on an iPhone jailbroken app store on the regular Google Play Store. Yeah, because I've got some really terrible apps that I just uh, built in about three three hours that I put on the Google Play Store. You know, things like uh, the solar panel that fakes uh, charging um, the iPhone. Yeah. The, the, sorry, the, um, the the Android phone. And uh, you know what um, ultimately led me then to develop more onto the iPhone is that I ended up getting a Mac, which, uh, you know, Macs are quite expensive. That's the one thing that was a, a bit of a... A pain for me is that I always was on a Microsoft Windows uh, laptop, and yeah. um, uh, when I wanted to do uh, apps for the iPhone, uh, then I had to go out and buy a Mac. And uh, I just think that's a it's a little bit unfair, don't you think, from Apple to, that they force you to buy a Mac? Yeah, um, I actually I've had that dilemma recently because I really wanted to move to the iPhone App Store, but you need a Mac for it. And I have a Windows laptop. Um, so I, I really struggled to find something. So what I found recently was actually, it's called Unity 3D. Have you heard of that? I think, yeah, I've come across that. Yeah. Is that the VMware? Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's cross platform game development, pretty much 2D and 3D. Um, and you're able to export to both Android windows and iPhone. Um, I know that I've heard a lot of problems come up with doing cross platform, uh, but I'm willing to take on those problems. So I just wanted to give out a try. And so far, it's been great. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a big advocate of cross-platform. You know, a lot of my apps are cross-platform as well. And yeah. uh, uh, yeah, I do I do find, oh, ironically, I use a cross-platform um, software studio called uh, Titanium Studio. Um, okay. But even though it's cross-platform, when you're developing, you end up developing just either for the iPhone or the Android because... Um, it's just too much of a pain to write, you know, if, if it's Android or if it's this size screen, then do this. And right. Yeah. So I end up just, you know, like uh, it's cross-platform, right. but you end up just doing what, you know, either iPhone or, or Android. Um, right, right. Have you, have you thought about developing for Windows? Is that a market can you see? Um, as of now, not really. Only because most of the market is controlled by Google and Apple. Um, maybe in the near future, if the, the Windows phones and Windows devices kind of start um, picking up, I definitely look into that. But right now, I'm just going to stick with Google and, and iOS. So, Julio, you are an excellent guest in that we can uh, get a sense from you what your aspirations are for you know, a career in app development. Whether Can you give us some sense of, of what you're looking to do in the future? In the future? Um, you know, I would, I would love to, like I said earlier, lead a group of people and, and create great apps and solve problems and, and really help people. I have a big passion for helping people. Um, so in the future, I'd love to be doing that in some way or another, whether it's with apps or, or whatever I may be doing. 
Yeah. So yeah. the reason the reason I ask that, Julio, is because um, you know I'd love to understand what it is that drives, uh, I guess, the the next generation, your generation, because uh, I get the sense that there is this underlying desire to go and work a, in a startup and or almost like a Google or or sort of Apple or start a startup because. You know, you get the autonomy, you get the freedom, you get the, right. the, the the support, the network, and yet, you know, you don't have to kind of, I guess, get um, pushed into one particular career, or uh, you know, you're not a small cog in a big wheel. Uh, is is right. that is am I am I on the right track in terms of what what I think the gen your generation is looking for? Yeah, you're spot on. Um, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but at least for myself, the biggest thing for me is freedom. Um, being able to do what, what I want when I want. Um, just recently, just working on my app, I work from my apartment and I leave when I want and I go to bed when I want and I wake up when I want and I work when I want and, and it's great. And I love to have that carry on and, and to my future and being able to support myself and my future family and, and, and whatever whatever needs that support. Yeah, because you know, it's great listening to you talk about that because you know that again that's one of the reasons why I set this show up was to try and reach out to you know people living the life that you know I I wanted to live and uh yeah, we've had some awesome guests that have like talked about submitting apps on a, a bus in Colombia somewhere yeah. or you know like working on uh, in Bali or <laughs> just uh, anywhere in the world where there's an internet connection and you know, there's a lot of guests obviously working in Silicon Valley, and uh, that's obviously where a lot of the the money is, and the opportunities right. and the incubators and uh, you know the the network. But I I, right. I firmly believe that uh, that I'm hoping that you could do this anywhere, and there is the, that kind of network and support and resources that you you need uh, worldwide. So, have you thought about yeah. um, getting involved in Silicon Valley and? Um, yeah, sort of, I guess, getting involved in an incubator at some point or just going checking checking those out? I haven't really, but now that you've brought it up, I, I think I should look into it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, maybe um, I could connect you then with one or two people that have already been through the incubators. Um, yeah, that'd be had, great. We've had a past guest on here who talked about um, the fact that he set up uh, Awesome Inc., which is uh, an incubator, but... You know, he was giving us the lowdown on what it actually involves. And I think it sounds great because what it does is it, it, it gives startup um, founders, like potentially you could be, uh, it gives you the support network so you don't have to worry about accounting and, you know, getting a name registered with um, the authorities and all the kind of rubbish stuff that goes around right. surrounding a business. Because I remember when I first got into a business, that's exactly what I ended up doing, focusing on all the stuff that's non-core, you know, right. uh, what, what's my logo going to look like, you know, and uh, what, what about my offices? And I want to be in an office where there's surrounded by, you know, in, interesting people and uh, how much rent right. am I going to pay? All this stuff we just don't need to worry about. So yeah, yeah, I think an incubator would be a really awesome thing to do. Yeah, that's great. Um, now, okay, so let's talk about your phone because you've got a, an LG G2, I think. Is that right? Yes, yes. What are your favorite apps, Yulia? I can imagine that you're going to end up surprising us with all these unlocked apps that we uh, we can't get hold of. But what what uh, what, app, <laughs> what one or, one or two apps perhaps you can tell us about that would make our lives better that we may not have heard of? Okay, um, this can go out to the jailbroken iPhones too. But for Android, this is an app called uh, Chomp SMS, and for the iPhone in the city, it's called Byte SMS. And what it is, it's a normal messaging text messaging um, app. 
But what you can do with it is you can text from anywhere on your device. So if you're on your browser, you can just pop open this pop-up menu and it won't close your browser and you can just answer, call people, um, reply, compose text and everything. And it's just really convenient because you can just text from anywhere and it's probably my most used favorite app. That sounds great. You know, I, I ironically, that came on the back of, uh, I just watched a YouTube uh, video where... Um, I think Samsung are really pushing the fact that they can multitask within their um, tablets so you can actually split screen and all sort of stuff. And I think okay. that's that's basically what they're pushing as their differentiator to then, you know, the Apple ecosystem, Apple ecosystem, where you have to constantly, you know, go out one app to another and uh, right. apart from, you know, maybe getting the odd notification come up. But uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. So that's Chump SMS. And I'll put that into yes. the show notes, um, the show notes. Anyone listening, go to theappguy.co and just search for Julio Vasquez in um, the show notes, and uh, you'll you'll see a link to the Chomp SMS there in the in the market. Uh, you have got one more for us, then I believe. One more, okay. Let me hold on. Let, let me, me challenge my phone you. Oh, you can always, <laughs> yeah. you can always say your own. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll definitely say my own. Andros launcher. Um, I mean, it's been really great. It's I mean, it's it's really let me, like I said earlier. Just have that tablet interface of uh, the Windows and desktop and everything and the charm bar and quick searching and everything. But that's an easy way out. So let me give you another app. <laughs> well, actually, just on that, I think it's important that every app developer actually use their own app, you know, and, uh, and maybe it's worthwhile perhaps living with it for a few months um, before oh, yeah. actually putting it onto the uh, store. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I actually use my app at all times. Um, I'm almost like a beta, a beta tester for it. Um, so I know I like play around with it and I do things that I think people might do or try to put myself in the user's situation. I even try to cause crashes into my app so I know how to fix them and, or what, what's happening. And I, I definitely would say, yeah, use your app. It's, it's very helpful. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so my, one more. Yeah, my second app, um, I guess I would have to go with um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud has a great mobile app. Um, they can you can stream offline, which is one of the best things for me. And with Android, it's not as easy as ha like uploading music onto your device as like Apple is with iTunes. Um, so with SoundCloud, everything is on there, and it's it's really convenient. So I just have to say SoundCloud. Well, um, Fred, you brought up an app that they've really frustrated me with their update because uh, really with the way I use it, I love SoundCloud, and uh, the way I was using it is that um, and and here's a. I think a really interesting way of, of reaching out and connecting with people because I'm a big believer in connecting with people. That's how we've met um, through SoundCloud, in fact. And mm -hmm. um, the one thing that they did, which really annoyed me and has frustrated me, and I've been on to them now several times, is that I was using the record button um, to record uh, audio where I would then upload that to the SoundCloud. Just It was so easy um, within the app. And then I would uh, forward an audio recording to... Um, either past guests or people I'm trying to reach out to because I think that you know I'm a big advocate of audio and uh, if you do a voicemail or an audio it just is much better than a quick email and right. they took that feature away they just oh. they deleted it I couldn't believe it oh yeah you, now, should, now, you should send them a complaint oh I did I said I've been emailing <laughs> I didn't want to leave a, a, a one star I wanted to like you know do this offline um, right, right off the app store but um, they just literally took my favorite features and now um, I mean, I found a better solution, ironically, with uh, 
an app called Orphonic, which was given to me from another guest, Orphonic, um, which is actually a lovely app for the audio quality. But whereas I had maybe three or four steps, you know, clicks, now it's about 10 or 11 steps. Oh, and, okay. uh, so it's just a little bit more tedious. And it took like, you know, a couple of days to try and figure the whole thing out. But um, yeah, they just, and that's the one thing that I couldn't believe a company so successful and so widely used as, as SoundCloud just suddenly updated the app and took literally all my favorite features away yeah <laughs> mm. so uh, that's, that's a lesson a lesson to, well i mean a lesson to us all maybe i needed to get into the beta test for the um the update but um yeah it's giving me second thoughts about just automatically updating now you know i have, right, to, have yeah. to have a quick read of what they're taking away yeah i set my phone to manually update on every app so yeah i know what's going on in every update yeah and then normally they just say bugs and yeah, I hate that when app developers just say, oh, it's a, fixing a couple of bugs. And really what they're doing is uh, putting a load of adverts in and uh, trying right, to monetize right. the app and right. sneak, sneak a load of new things in that uh, just frustrate you as a user. But, uh, right. Um, okay, so now the other part of the show is where we try and develop a, an idea for an app. And um, yeah, do you have any ideas for an awesome app that we could perhaps go out, go away and develop or... We've got another way of doing that if you if you don't have any off the top of your head. I don't really have any off the top of my head right now. So um, in, you, in your life then, you know, in your personal day-to-day life where, when you, you're going about stuff, um, is there anything that's really frustrating you right now? It's sort of things like from a, either a work perspective, developing apps perspective, or, you know, something with regard to college, something that you can think of that is a real pain point in your life? Um, one thing I would say is uh, just the fact that I'm doing everything on my own. Um, I would love to have a community of people around me um, to help and, and work together with. And, and like you said, kind of deal with the other things, like if I just want to code as opposed to what is my logo going to look like, um, stuff like that, little things like that, um, just so I can focus down on, on what I really like doing and, and developing. Now, we didn't have any collusion in this beforehand, but that is a great segue to my favorite app idea that I've come up with over the last few weeks. And uh, I called it Prop App. I haven't done anything about it. And to uh, the Appster tribe listening right now, you're very welcome to go and steal this idea and, and uh, <laughs> I'll be your first download. Uh, Prop App. I believe that, um, like you, that there is so much in social media where it's all push outwards and no one takes the time to... Um, search for people that are looking for stuff and, and literally try and help out and give a helping hand. And so my prop app is almost like a flash mob idea for uh, for, for social media. So where uh, every day in this app we will pick, uh, or it is uh, through an algorithm, someone is chosen. And that person, maybe you say, or, you know, like any anyone who is kind of trying to do things on their own, and the flash mob behind the app will go and uh, just for one day help them out as much as they can. So retweet their tweets, comment on their blog, uh, go and like their Facebook posts, go and cool. leave reviews on their app. You know, just really, really help out. So for that one day, the Internet kind of gives back instead of like, yeah. you know, all these tweets that go nowhere and just pushing, pushing, pushing. And I, I just I love that idea of a community. No, yeah, that's giving an back. awesome idea. That's an awesome idea. I love that idea. So that, I just I figured that one because that you were saying about how you can be isolated. And uh, if 
if there was any way of pushing back and just like helping right. out and then that's um prop up prop up there you go there you go <laughs> Julio. you have been such a superstar i'm so thankful you know in the last few minutes uh, before we say goodbye you are a long-time listener of this show you have listened to a lot of different episodes you answered some of the craziest questions i put out there to kind of <laughs> prove that you are a genuine listener to the show perhaps you know in as we wrap this up you can give us just one or two of the um of your, you know the things that are memorable throughout the series on the app guy podcast yeah, um, one thing uh, that's been really memorable, actually, I don't know, it's, it's actually when you reached out to me in that private message was, um, it, it really, it made me listen more, um, it made me really, like, really active and, and really enthusiastic about listening and, and, and wanting to take in information, and that was one thing that, that was really great for me, um, and other things that's really great for me is just, I mean, hearing people's stories and how inspiring they are and, and hearing a lot of people that were in my position, uh, maybe not specifically my exact position, but um, in somewhat my position and, and they're telling their success stories and it's really inspirational and it's been really great. And uh, I, I'm really thankful for your podcast and I thank you for having me here. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm just pleased that, you know, it's it's not going into cyberspace, that there is an audience behind it. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and we do have, I do have now um, a lot of different guests that are approaching me, you know, as opposed to me reaching out to them. Um, we can take this podcast in different, a different direction. Um, wh- what are your favorite guests? Um, what, you know, sort of background, what type of guests do you think are your favorite um, to listen to? Um, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed listening to a lot of them. One of them, one of my favorite um ones that I've heard was actually a recent one. I don't even remember the name of the app, but the guy made an app with his girlfriend where um, it was like a pregnancy test or something like that. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, Kindara. Yeah, that was one of the apps. I mean, that was just so crazy to me um, to be able to do something like that. And it was really inspirational. I think that was one of my favorite guests that I listened to. Yeah, I I was blown away. I keep talking about that. That yeah. I um, met a guy who, uh, you know, I mean, he was trying to monetize the app and do all the stuff that he would do normally as a startup founder. But I love the way he just casually announced that he had filled up a whole stadium full of newborn babies because of yeah. his app. And <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it's crazy. I That's mean, talk awesome. about talk about trying to have a, an impact and a legacy. You know, you you've got a hundred thousand uh, newborns that ultimately will go go up and grow old and do some amazing things in life and it's all as a result of his app so uh, yeah it's it's crazy that's crazy yeah so that's good uh, just good feedback for me as well to remind myself that sometimes the uh, startup stories are the best and um, to try and get some of these startup founders as and they're really tough to get as well i know that for a future episode i managed to get the guy from uh, everest everest is a a lovely app where you put your goals and dreams and aspirations on um, on the app and uh, i've been cool. big, a big user of that and uh, his name is francis pedraza and uh, he's coming on the show soon but cool. uh, yeah that's like sometimes it's a little bit challenging getting these guys but we're doing our best for for the tribe so um how best yeah. can we, how best can we reach out and uh, connect with you Yulia? what's the best way yeah you can email me at vaskprod.service at gmail.com that's V-A-S-Q dot service at gmail.com. 
Oh, VaskProd, sorry. V-A-S-Q-P-R-O-D dot service. VaskProd dot service dot Gmail. Sorry. At gmail.com. At gmail.com, yeah. And, yes, you know, I'll put that uh, as the a link in the show notes. So if I uh, just go to the appguy.co forward slash, um, well, actually just go and hit the podcast and uh, go and search for your name. Uh, Julio Vasquez, uh, J-U-L-I-O, and then Vasquez, V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z, I think, is that how you spell it? So um, yes, my search yes. function is um, it's pretty good, actually. So the search bar is there just below the episodes. And Julio, um, it's been a real pleasure, a real honor. I, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. I think you've got a, a wonderfully bright future ahead of you, and uh, I'm sure you'll be migrating into all the wearables and developing for some really cool funky stuff going forward yeah um, thank so, you so much um but when you get famous i will um <laughs> i'll play back this and uh fond memories but all the best <laughs> to you in it and uh, if there's anything e- any of us can do in the appster tribe you know to help you out then we will do um, but all the best with what you're getting up to and um, just sound like a great guy yeah, thank you so much. Um, just kind of going off of what the last thing is. I mean, the best way is just reach out to me. I'd love to talk to other people and just get connected. So just go ahead and email me at that email that that's on the link below. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, Paul. You know, thanks a lot. You take care of yourself. Bye, bye for now. You too. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.